Welcome to another episode of the Stubborn Heroes Podcast. My name is Adam, and I am the DM. And the Stubborn Heroes we have today are David, who plays Phileas. Hello. Ray, who plays Aratol. What's up, dudes? Cody, who plays, well, we'll find out. Michael, who plays Belrin. Hi. And Billy, returning as Iskander. Welcome back, Billy. I'm back! Yay! Yay! Okay, so the first thing we're going to do, Billy has been sort of caught up by all of us as to what his character knows, but we're going to need everybody who is not Billy to roll to see what happened in the last episode. Do I have to roll? Shenanigans. You do have to roll, yeah. You don't get out of it just because you're dead. Iskander, sorry, yeah. Emerald's suffering does not end. (laughs) And Emerald needs to... Okay, so who has to do it? Ten. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, good. I'm not going to lie, Ray, those dice are pretty awesome. Which one, the pink ones? Yeah. I, I, I told him that. I think they're really cool. Yeah. Well, I didn't know they were translucent. All right, Cody, what happened last time? Go ahead. My character died. That's about it. That's not imports. the only thing. Let's skip. <laughs> well, how about you go a little bit before that? What happened? Uh, we got back to the tavern. How uh, did you get there? Uh, okay, let me start you up to make it easier for yourself. You guys had just finished fighting the people, the war people, the, sorry, the bandits who were on top of the warps. Uh, okay, so my character, or used to be character, tried to poison everyone with horde meat by cooking it, first of all. Then after that, we traveled back. Can't remember if we got a horse or a T-Rex to pull us. I can't remember which part. I can't remember that. You can't remember. What did you I do don't remember anything. She was, was supposed to turn into a horse, but she turned into a T-Rex instead. Thinking it was a horse. Thinking it was a horse. Because that's what she saw at the camp. <laughs> and he didn't confirm what a horse was. He just said, have you seen a horse? She's like, yep. <laughs> okay, so we traveled back to the uh, town via T-Rex. Mm-hmm. After we got back, everyone at the bar, um, Aratel and... Uh, Balrin? Balrin, sorry. Went straight to the bar and... Pretty much drank. Of course, uh, Bowen got drunk, like always. Damn right. Uh, scared off Tromoral by making him piss himself and run out of the bar. Aratol became a very wealthy person by persuading the mayor to give him the town treasury. Stealing it. After he became so wealthy, uh, they were still at the bar. Phileas and Iskander and myself went to the table with the woman and his her bodyguard and who was the woman? Don't know. <laughs> princess Oriana. <laughs> Too many names. <laughs> Heir to the Elven Throne. The princess. Let's just say with that. Yeah, you can call the, her the princess. The princess uh, there has to be a princess in every fairy tale. My character gave over the head. Yeah. She gripped the head and burned it to ashes and told us to bring her to a <laughs> She said that you gave her that. <laughs> of course, all of every. Of course, that would be sad. Okay. <laughs> I know this is painful for you, but I'm not. You, don't roll. Don't roll. Actually. Anyways, but fit, you're almost there. You're I know. Almost there. 
You're almost at the you're almost at the end. You just need the finish line. Go. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. <laughs> Stop that. Okay. Okay. So, anyways, so she told us we have to escort her to uh, where she needs to go to Thronerall. Thronerall. So after that, she went up to her room, went uh, went to bed, and then my character went outside to get a certain herb for a poison. And as he was trying to look for it, met with a certain thousand-faced creature and uh, perished. And he met his demise and we faded to darkness. <laughs> Is he alive? Is he dead? No, he's dead. So in the bar, <laughs> all of you stayed up rather late. And after one shot, two shots, three shots, you all got a little four. bit tipsy. Four shots. Uh, you all got a little bit tipsy and decided to hit the hay. And you all went to bed. Okay. Um, I'm going to say it's been a few hours that you've been sleeping. Then, Phileas, you have a dream. In this dream, we're going to do the see of the mind. I don't have anything created, but you're going to have to role play it out. In this dream, you, you, you were having some regular dreams. Suddenly, you wake up in, in total darkness, and there is a stone floor below you. And you see in the distance... A fiery light. What would you like to do? I will walk to this fiery light. Uh, you see that the fiery light is actually down very, very steep stone steps. And then you would notice, looking to your left, you're in an enormous cavern. Like, the biggest cavern you've ever seen your entire life. There are jagged rocks sticking out of the ceiling, and you get the feeling that you are deep, deep, deep underground. Now, is it all darkness around me it's right now, okay. other than you the light ahead? You want to look around? No, I'm saying, like, like, yeah, do I, like, you, you, say, you say I see it's below. Is, is it all dark? Like, can I see much? Uh, you can pretty much see much. It's almost as if your body is emanating a light. Okay. You, you are a light source. And okay, then so when you I can see what yeah, you look down at your hands, thing. and your hands are almost see-through. And it's almost as if you're in some sort of astral projection of yourself okay and you do see a light but now you're noticing the light is way way down this steep 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 stairway that seems to go on forever alright I'll go towards it okay and you start walking down the stairway and then you hear something behind you and you see an elf with dark skin and pure white hair and black robes walking down right behind you and he's walking towards you Okay, I'll stop and turn around. And he walks through you and doesn't seem to notice you. Then I will continue to follow him as I'm calling for him. And then there's several more. Yeah, they don't hear you. They don't seem to acknowledge anything that you're saying. Okay, I'll Several more are also walking down this deep stairway. And they're also walking through you and walking in this direction towards this light. I will follow them. Okay. And then, uh, so you seem to perceive what seems like cavern after cavern, stairway after stairway, just... Bending in different ways, deeper, deeper, and deeper underground until you get to this light source. And it turns out it's not just one fiery light, it's several. And you're into this huge open, open cavern, and there are several hundred elves in this room now. All of them dark skin and white hair. You'd recognize these as drow, the drow elves. Your, your character would know about drow elves. Uh, in the history of the world, the drow elves haven't been seen very much on the surface. They live underground. And they haven't been seen since their spider goddess died. 
thousands of years ago. Loth, the spider goddess. She's, she's actually what the drows worship. But they haven't been seen since her death because the sun elves in Ettenvale uh, destroyed, destroyed her. So, and now you're in this cavern with all these elves, and they're all just sort of kneeling and chanting. What are they chanting? They're chanting, uh, Sliv Dracon, Sliv Dracon, Sliv Dracon, Sliv Dracon, over and over and over, and towards something. Towards what? Like I would like to look. I'm looking around. Okay. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm floating. Yeah. I'm I'm. Yeah, you're not floating. You feel the yeah. ground below you. You feel like you're there, but you're just do, almost well, like you're a projection. Uh, it's a dream, or yeah, yeah. Do do a roll. We'll see a constitution roll to see how much you can hold yourself there, because you do feel like this 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 imagery is almost. You're starting to fade a bit. Five. Okay. So you you feel yourself starting to pull away. After you're realizing, like, this can't be real and you can't concentrate enough fully. But you see that there is some sort of object in the darkness ahead of them that's enormous. You don't know what it is, but they're chanting towards it. Then, walking beside you and walking towards the object, you see Rosendraken, who is bigger than you've ever seen him. And you see his black scales, unlike the last time you saw him before he walked to the portal, they're starting to split. And there's this silver energy below these cracks on his scales. And his eyes are burning silver. And he's holding his large greatsword as he's walking towards this object ahead of him. And then, as he walks, he then takes out a torch. So basically, Rosin is gonna be a fucking... <clears throat> either come back as a fucking bad guy and fuck us up, or he's gonna be possessed by some fucking weird fucking spider god thing. <laughs> we'll see. This is all in his head. Um, yeah, Rosamond is walking towards you. You can interrupt me? So I'm going to try and um, I'm going to use thermatic root. What's, what's, what's that word? Thumb. Uh, I, I got it one time. Th- that right there. Sorry. Thermotergy? Thermotergy. Yeah. I'm going to use thermotergy because it's part of the spell that I just picked up. Yeah. It technically is a cleric spell but it's part of my feat. Yep. Explain the spell. It is you may manif- you manifest a mild wonder, uh, sign of supernatural power within range. You create one of the following magical effects within range. You boom, you can boom your voice. I can cause flames to, br- to flicker. I can cause harmless tremors. Uh, so you're gonna try to affect them in some way. You can even do. I can also do three at once if I want. Okay, you're gonna have to roll for each one. And what would you like to well, do? You I have want to tell me what you want to do before you roll. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and boo my voice and make Rosanne hear me. Okay. Interesting. Oh. Seventeen. Oh, I guess it would be uh, wisdom. So, eighteen, nineteen, 20, okay. twenty-one. You. What do you say to Rosanne? He's walking up, and uh, just to let you know what they're praying in front of you, you'll notice it's almost uh, there's a small amount of stone steps that are moving upwards towards this large humongous ginormous object that you can't see in the darkness that they're praying towards and chanting Sliv Dracon Sliv Dracon I just want to go Razend what is this place? and as Razend's walking suddenly he stops and he turns around like this and you see his face and he's hardly recognizable to you and he just looks around he swears that he heard something so he then, just, he just couldn't hear you. I will flicker the. Is there, I guess there's uh, candles and stuff around. Uh, yep. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll make I'll make the thing start 
going crazy and the doors and windows go there's oh, no okay. doors or windows it's, just a, doors? Okay. it's a cavern yeah, yeah. Kind of. that's fine yeah oh, I'm, gonna, I'm also gonna make the ground a harmless ground shake as well you want to do all of that okay go just uh make each one is a one roll so <laughs> the so ground I'll, shaking and i'll make the, i'll make, the, I'll make, I'll make the ground go first okay go 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. That's enough. There's a small tremor, and you see all, uh, a few of these drow stop chanting for a moment as they look around, and the cavern sort of shakes just slightly for a moment. It's like, Rosent! <laughs> and uh, they're all looking around a little bit, and then right then, from uh, the far right out of the darkness, you see that tall, slender elf who's holding the large scepter with the, the silver dragon on the end. And uh, he's looking around like this, and he goes, Do not stop! There's something here, but I will take care of it. And then he starts walking around, looking around like this, as if he's searching for something. So, and, and he looks up to Razen, and he says, Continue, Razend. I'll make the candles flicker uh, You there. can't do that just yet, because oh, now okay. Razen gets to do something. Okay, sorry. Uh, he turns around, and Razen reaches to his side, and he takes out a torch. And then with his breath, he, he spits out a small bit of green flame that then uh, makes it light up. And he starts walking towards this object. Now what do you do? Your final thumbology. I'll, I'll make all of the um, candles and like lanterns and stuff flicker and like dance, basically. Okay. Can you do that to his torch, too, now? Yeah, like, yeah. In, 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 including... <laughs> can you do that? Hey, can you do that to his torch? Can you do that to his torch? Uh, 23. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Half of the candles completely go out, and the other ones just become very, very dim, and then Razen's own flame goes super dim, and he and he stops again. Like, Razen! <laughs> and then he looks, and then it's as if he's looking directly at you, and he sort of sees you, and then you see him, and he speaks, but his voice is much deeper than before, and he says, Phileas? And he sees you. Yes! <laughs> Uh, and then, as he does this again, the you see the tall, slender drow then slam his staff on the ground, and there is a release of some energy uh, that then makes all the candles light even more. When he slams down his staff, all the candles now light red, as if he relit them all, and the whole place lights up. And you look, and the object that's right behind Ra's end... Uh, it, it, in its enormity, all you can see, what it looks like, is a ginormous, gigantic uh, dragon. And all you see, all you're able to make out is silver scales and a large, large eye that's completely entombed in crystal, as if it's trapped there. And then the elf looks over at you and says, Your meddling is done now, druid! And he stabs his staff towards you and you wake up in a sweat. And all of the scars all over your body hurt. You are in excruciating pain. <laughs> because you have been attacked. And I'm actually going to do an attack on you. So you're going to wake up with less health if I get you. <laughs> Critical. <laughs> No, so it fails. Uh, so <laughs> you are, although all of your scars, you're in a lot of pain, and you feel it's, and it, there's almost like a little bit of steam coming off your scars, and they're, and they're sort of like they look fresh, and you're in excruciating pain for a few moments. It, it subsides, and you suddenly feel okay, but you've woken up in a cold sweat. Okay, would you like to do anything in that moment? 
Is there anyone around me or Okay, so you sort of look around, then as you do, you hear a scream coming from outside. And all of you now do. And you're all waking up in your beds wherever you are. Iskander, last time we saw you, you weren't here, but you went upstairs with a knight errant. And would you like to tell me what happened during that time? You had a great conversation with her. She was just uh, traveling the road. She's just looking for adventure. And you happened to uh, <laughs> come upon her. And then you two went upstairs. What, what happened? Tell me a little bit about her. Like, uh, what, would, what would I know about her? Well, she was wearing a helmet when you were speaking to her. but uh, And you wouldn't have noticed. But you see that she is actually a half-orc. And half-human. So, And she... She is uh, uh, devout to Bahamut, uh, but she and I, I didn't name her. Do you want to know her name? I can use the name generator. That's how I named Joe Morrow, so we'll see. Name generator. Uh, her name, Bedella. Her name is Bedella. So, like, what does she look like? Uh, she is slim. She's wearing uh, silver armor with the crest of uh, a dragon on it. Uh, she's wearing a long red cape, and she uses a sword and a shield, uh, but she, and she loves to read. And her hair is black, and uh, she has two tusks. She's very feminine. She's not orcish looking, but she is an orc. She is a half-orc. She has two tusks. She looks a lot like Garona from, uh, from World of Warcraft. Mm, I wonder who you base this character off. Huh. Uh, Garona from World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> Bedella. It's, it's her evil. It's her, it's her nice twin sister. Well, Grona's not that bad. You could also just have sex with her and, have, and, and get her pregnant, so she can have your orc human child thing. It would actually. It would elf. actually be <laughs> orc human. It would elf. be a quarter elf, quarter half human. human. No, half human. But I thought quarter you elf, quarter uh, orc. Because you're 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 half elf. So if you're half human, half elf. She's half human, half orc. So it, the baby would be half human. Quarter or quarter elf. Yeah. Uglier than his new character. I, th- I thought you said uh, you don't have anything down there, so I was lying. Yeah. Okay. So tell me, tell me, just quickly. I, I just let me know so we can get this going. We'll um we'll go up and we'll have some fun doing extra cur- curricular activities. You guys were are both. Yeah, absolutely. So you and Bedella both have a love for Bahamut and all things worship. She was quite interested. So, so yeah, you guys both have a love for Bahamut. You both love studying Bahamut and all the legends of Bahamut. Can you please just give me a minute? And <laughs> I need to finish this. Uh, and you guys went up and you just had nice conversations about your, your, your time training and learning about Bahamut. And then you went to separate bedrooms and did not fornicate or have any coitus whatsoever. Coitus. Okay? <laughs> but you now wake up in a cold sweat. Can you just say you're fornicated? So you now wake up, you hear a scream outside. Okay? As well. So now that we got that taken care of, everybody roll, we'll see what order you guys heard the scream. You heard it first. Is Emeril here? No. Emeril doesn't hear anything. I heard it first anyways, but... Doesn't matter, I still got a 20. Billy? Make me proud. I haven't rolled. Okay, roll. That was a waste of a 20. 20, Yeah, of course, of course, Michael got a nat 28. Okay, so because you got a nat 20, uh, you wake up at the same time. Are you two in the same room? No. Probably, we no. usually are. Oh, okay, so nat, okay. Okay, so, so you... Be- Bellerin and Phileas, you, you, uh, Bellerin, you immediately wake up when the scream happens. 
Phileas is already awake, and he looks over at you. Do you say anything? You hear just a, a, a woman's scream from outside. A woman's yeah. scream. A woman's scream. We did have a drunken night, you know, just saying. <laughs> what are you implying here? I'm just saying we were really drunk. Who knows what happened? Pull out the extra dice. <laughs> Lick. <laughs> Blow. Oh, no. Tease. It's hard to be in character. Okay. Yeah, I can't be in character. We both get up and go. We both get up and go downstairs. Oh, we do. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Why can't you be in character? It's hard to be in character. Okay. He's not drinking. Yeah, I know. That's, that's just drink that and sense. pretend like there's alcohol in it. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't have alcohol. No, it's not your fault. It's my fault. Doesn't work that way. You can't just. Is uh, okay. Myra in the room okay, with so us? Myra is in the room with you. Yeah. Okay, so so Belrin, so Bel- she, she didn't wake up from the screen. Okay, so she's still so Belrin grabs grabs his crossbow, mm-hmm. and then just yells, "What the hell was that?" Let's go find out. Okay. Okay, and you two storm out of the room. And Eric, who was next? Was it Eric? Oh, it was Billy. Billy, you got an eight. So you got five. Iskander, you you then wake up. You're in your own room. So I'll um. You hear immediately. Screen. Grab my swords and yep. dart down toward the screen. Iskander bursts out of his door, and you guys see him there as well. You heard that too? I did. Let's go. <laughs> Iskander says the first thing he said. That was the first words Iskander himself has spoken in so long. He didn't go... <clears throat> <laughs> well, he didn't do the voice. He goes, <clears throat> I did. Uh, Aerotol, and you, you I as well. a five. Yeah. But you heard the noise okay. as well. I'll, you, I'll pop out of the... You know what? You rolled a five. You, you, didn't, you didn't hear it. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You're drunk and sleeping still. Uh, so he guys, falls out of bed. So did you guys, what would you guys like to do? Aerotol does not burst out of his room. We follow the sound of the scream. Okay. Where came from. You Please. guys immediately just run out? No, well, what would Belrin do? Belrin. We're going to leave Aerotol? We, we, we don't know he's already out there. He's in his, he, might be, he might be already out there. We don't know that. Right. We're hearing the scream. I would. No, that's what your character thinks. He's keeping this in character. Why don't you keep. He's saying. What about oh, okay. So, um, maybe he's already out there. You can knock if you wish. <laughs> Why would I knock? We're doing our. Iskander would go up and uh, bang on Emerald's and Aerotol's door, not knowing what happened to Emerald. True. Yeah. So yeah. he'd just do like a quick bang with the hilt of his sword just to alert them. Yep. And then proceed downs. And you bang on uh, Emerald's door, you don't hear anything. You bang on Aerotol's door, and you hear <laughs> quite loudly. Like Aerotol's snores really loud. <laughs> I'll, I'll bang again even louder. <laughs> Aerotol, you wake up. Who's uh, making this racket? Somebody's knocking on your door. Uh, Quite hard. Uh, Aerotol will uh, walk over, open the door, just uh, kind of an annoyed face, like, what the, what the hell's going on? There's trouble. We must go. Jeez. Uh, and there's another scream. What about Emerald? I didn't hear anything. So I'm assuming he's in a deep sleep and they're... Obviously, it's he doesn't some, sleep. He meditates. Some urgency. I roll. I roll well, if you one. have such, if you have such concern for him, <laughs> you do something. Here, knock on the door. Yeah. Okay. Did you guys see him come in last night? No, we had too many drinks. I don't very remember much. Hearing, hearing the English. second scream, I sense that there's some kind of urgency, yeah, so I just scary. proceed. Maybe he's already there. And you guys run out of the inn, and uh, you hear the scream is coming not from anywhere directly in the middle of the town, but over just off. The beaten path, there's a little bit of forest there just by the lake. Sorry, just by the ocean. 
and you start running over there. The sun is just starting to rise, so it's early morning. You guys did get full rest. Don't worry, you're, you're full stats. And you would run up to see a woman on, her, on the ground holding her face, and she's just sobbing and screaming, and her husband is over her, shaking, and they're both cowering and shaking and scared. And that's what you see when you start approaching. So I would uh, put my swords away mm-hmm. and try and uh, console them. And as, as you walk up and try to console <laughs> them, you would then uh, look up and you would notice that several trees in the area have completely fallen over and have collapsed, except for one tree, which is exactly what they're standing in front of, which all the leaves have wilted and fallen away. And on this tree, you see these scattered remains and a dead corpse, all positioned in different ways, an arm that's contorted in a certain way, a leg that's contorted in another way, and you would see the head sitting on top. That's what you see, is you see a corpse that's all contorted and and destroyed like that. Is the uh, head pretty far up there? Yeah, about uh, 25, 30 feet. It's It's a big tree, but all the trees around it have been completely knocked over, and then this tree seems dead and wilted, and then this body is up there and mangled in some sort of ritualistic fashion. So, you, you just see a body for now. Would you like to inspect further? Yeah. So I'll, we'll... I'll proceed with caution. Yeah. And maybe um, do a... Just a perception a check? Religious check. Oh, okay. You don't want to... Okay. Yeah. To see, like, if my gods will tell me what kind of... Well, before or... you do a religious check, okay, just initially, <laughs> look, finally looking... Uh, you don't have to even roll for it. Just looking a little bit more, you would see that that is Emerald's face, and that this is Emerald's body. And the woman cries again. She's like, no! This town is cursed, truly! And then people start coming out of their homes and are starting to reach the area where you guys are, and a crowd is forming. Everybody's gasping. (gasps) But Iskander, you are the first to notice that this is Emerald's body. What do you do? I'll um, basically form like a perimeter and tell everyone to keep back mm-hmm. so that uh, we can examine the area. Okay. And I guess by this time the rest of you would find out yourselves. Yes, that's Emerald. You can see You can see plainly that's Emerald's face. Does anyone say anything? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Belrun just looks up at the face and be like, Huh, that's that weirdo that kept sitting on a rock. Wasn't it? <laughs> Turns to Phileas. Was was that the guy? Who's the ugly one now? Oh, I know. Still Karma. You. Karma's a bitch. Ertal. I, I guess he's just as silent as he would be if he was still alive. I mean, probably, but, you know. So everybody's all very heartbroken. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the only one that would actually be even the slightest bit upset would actually be a scanner Mm -hmm. since we arrived together. Yeah, you guys knew each other before. And I think in the first episode he mentioned that you were like... He knew your father. He knew your father, but secretly, so you're never going to know. So there's a whole bunch of story. We'll never know who your father is. Not that your character seems to care who his father is, but... How would this have happened? And uh, Skander is sort of listening while he's 
shooing people away and all townspeople showing up. <gasps> oh the gods! It's an omen! It's a dark omen! What happened here? And then Mayor Quibble, who comes up and he's holding his head. <laughs> he's very, very hungover and he, and he sort of walks up and goes, Oh! Uh, uh, Skander, what's, uh, what's going on here? What's going on here, Skander? What? Why? Why the gods? What? What happened? Seems one of our comrades had some trouble last night. Oh, this is... This is... Quite dark. What? What occurred here? What do you think? While this happens, uh, I was going to do a quick arcana, kind of like, just look around to see if you can find traces of magic or anything, yep. just to get a hint. Uh, 17. You get nothing. Ooh. Not a single thing. There's parts of the body, like, near ground level, or it's is it It's all like... up in the tree. It's all up in the tree. You do, uh, but you would have to investigation. I was about to explain more, but... I would like to investigate the remains and the tree. Yeah, go ahead. So Bellerin walks up and sort of puts his hand on this withered tree. Six and five, eleven. You see uh, uh, that the body parts are stuck directly into the branches, and that this would have been purpose. Like somebody did this quite on purpose, and that they're putting away for some sort of reason, you do see uh, that there's blood, lots of blood all over the ground below the tree, but besides that, that's all you see. But somebody purposefully placed mm. him in this way, you know that. Do you say anything during your investigation? Oh, of course not. Of course not. I'll keep it all to myself. <laughs> and uh, Iskander? After shooing everyone and keeping them at, at a distance, mm-hmm. I would um, go up beside Bell Run. And do a religious check to see if I recognize like how the parts of his corpse are positioned. Mm-hmm. See if there's any uh, significance to it. Go ahead. Yeah. Nineteen. Your character is not familiar with what this sort of ritualistic thing is, but you know that it is some sort of dark and ancient symbolism of some sort of dark entity. That's all you know. That's all you would know. All right. This is dark symbolism of something you, you could not possibly have any relation to. All right, um, I'll try praying. Uh, in a moment, uh, Phileas, would you like to do anything? I guess I'll do a perception check. If the thing, if the killer of some sort would still be here, if I would recognize anything like that. Okay, just sort of clues and stuff, yeah. Eleven. Uh, you would feel despair in your inside check because this is a natural tree with natural energies, but you feel none in this tree. It is dead in the land just below the tree and where all the other trees have been pushed away around this one is just dead. And you feel sadness and despair. And that's all you figure out. Whatever did this killed all these trees as well. And a tear falls down. <laughs> a tear falls down from A tear because of all the trees. Elias's face. Mayor Quibble steps up and says, People, people, please, please. Clearly something awful has occurred here. We must investigate further, but for now, please just go back to your homes. The danger is clearly over. And people uh, are still quite scared. And Myra steps forward and says, Uncle, I feel, I feel sadness. Do you? 
Yes. And she also has a tear fall down her face. Who would do that? Who would do this to these trees? Poor trees. <laughs> and she starts crying. Delrin, what do you do when you see these two druids crying over these? We trees? never got along, Cody. I don't care about your death. Delrin. Delrin just rolls his eyes. And goes, Freaking nature lovers. <laughs> as he's still looking at the tree trying to find real evidence. <laughs> uh, as I'm trying to be like, is there anything to loot around here? Yeah. <laughs> Are you okay, my dear? I'm fine, but I, I should go back inside. I can't I can't see this, and I can't see this right now. And she just immediately runs back it towards the end. You want to do a prayer quickly? Okay, I'll let you do a prayer. Ask my gods for guidance. Yeah, Bahamut's guidance. Did he roll six? Bomb is not there. Uh, you God is not here today, priest. <laughs> God or thirty days a night. God, no God. <laughs> you 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 pray and you feel an emptiness return to you. There's no guidance here. Uh, you you don't have any speciality in this field whatsoever. You can't you can't tell. So you all are sort of looking and you feel despair, but you, you, you're maybe a bit angry because you can't find out who did this to your comrade. And you would feel that immediately. Now I'm good. <laughs> Not like, Bahamut has forsaken me! <laughs> he can't talk every time. No, no, no. He's a god. He's got a million worshippers he's got to talk to. Absolutely. So uh, Mayor Quibble turns around and says... What have you figured out? Have any of you figured out anything? Balron just looks at him and goes, "Some kind of ritual of some sort." Would I have been known or what? Like what kind of magic? Like it, it was anything that killed no, you? It? Just Something? felt emptiness. Oh. You, you don't have. You also don't have speciality in this field. And Aratol felt absolutely nothing. I want you all to know, as gruesome as this uh, scene is in front of us, I sense absolutely nothing. No magic. Notice, like, nothing. It's very strange. Indeed. It's almost as if there's a block of some kind. Yes. I would, I would say, I would definitely say that. You you did feel something. That's the thing. Him saying nothing? Look, I feel he's, he nothing. He literally means all. nothing. Only him. <clears throat> but you. But you, you. Like, even praying to my gods, I got nothing. Yeah, you got nothing there so because you're almost so low. Yeah. Almost as if something's blocking. So, so Mayor Quibble goes. So there's nothing? There's no way? This is horrible. That is one of the heroes of Preston. He saved our town. I would like to use speaking with animals. Oh, okay. Is there any animals or anything like that around? Roll. Let's see what you see. Let's speak with animals. Oh, wisdom. Uh, 18, 19, 20, 21. Yeah, you see uh, some squirrels and you see a few birds. What kind of birds? Oh, what kind of birds? Any owls or anything like that? You do see an owl. Yes, there is an owl. (laughs) Okay, I'd like to be speaking with animals and call upon the owl. The owl is sitting on a tree uh, just over by one of the fallen trees. Owls are awake at nighttime. This would have happened at nighttime. And uh, there is an owl there. And you cast a spell and he just sort of looks at you and he goes, Who are you? Hello, owl friend. Who, hello? (laughs) Who are you? I am Phileas. Do you... Phileas, who? 
That is not that is not important right now. I need I need I need to ask you a question. Okay. <laughs> Were you around these parts last night? Oh, why yes, I was. Did you see what happened to this area here? Oh, I saw many things. Do you care to enlighten me? Oh, perhaps. Oh, I did not see. Oh, I did not see him die. But who oh, I saw something. What did you see? Oh, I saw a small boy leave this place. A small oh, boy, you say? Yes. That is all. Oh. What did this boy look like? Who oh, he had. Who oh, black eyes. Who oh, and he floated through the air. Did you see anything else? Mm-hmm. He just sort of looks at you and he goes, <laughs> Oh, no. Okay, thank you, Al. You have been much helpful. <laughs> no matter how many times he does this, this is still really, really weird. Yes. Thank you, too. <laughs> and, uh, Do not kill it. <laughs> and it just sort of looks over you guys like this and then flaps away. And the owl leaves. Shoot it down. I know what has happened here. Um, you don't know exactly what happened. I have an idea of what happened. <laughs> Care to tell us? <laughs> the owl said he saw a boy with black eyes. Sound familiar? No. It's the one I shot in the head with an arrow? Seems so. This would also affect you, this game, because he did whisper into your mind. And you, that was a little bit traumatic for you, because you got a little bit... So you, you remember this boy quite well. Me and you got trans... Me and him all got trans by him. And you tried to save him, you tried to cut him out and everything else. Then he shot him in the head with an arrow, big big battle. You, you remember that. But then I made a deal <coughs> with the devil. Keep it in character. I just that, don't want to talk about him because he, he invaded my mind and put perverse thoughts in there. Okay, so Iskander just doesn't want to speak of it. That would explain why I sense nothing. The deal. Uh, what exactly was in this deal? You never actually shared this information with us before. Myra would become alive again, and I would never see the boy again. But I thought you that we... or us? Oh, that's what he meant. It would be me. I would never see the boy again. So as you're all discussing this, suddenly you turn around because you all sort of went to the side where the owl was to have this discussion and you turn around standing in front of the tree investigating it and looking around at the blood is a robed figure who is just searching uh, at this area, and you've never seen this person before. <laughs> Did you just... Okay. It's a chair. It's a, okay, it's a chair. That was not the chair. Like Michael always says, I, just admit the farting. I never like, said yeah, that. Yeah, you did. You said, I, I hate it when you. people are like, oh, it's just the chair. It's like, I you farted. You. It's not a big deal. You I, said I this to me. I think back I vaguely do not remember this. We're probably drunk. Probably. Okay, so anyways, uh, and you see this robe figure sitting in front, in, in front of it, and he's wearing dark robes, and you've never seen him before. So I'll proceed towards him and uh, ask him to stand back. And... Amon, this group is then looking back at you. Uh, would you like to describe what you look like? Okay, Amon, with a 
hooded with the hood up. You can see the horns because the pit pokes the horns poke through, of course, because I am a tiefling. By uh, just looking at the figure and seeing the horns, hopefully they actually know what a tiefling is, and they see that he is a tiefling. And at that point, Amon would probably pull down his hood, and you'd see him with his uh, long, dark hair, gray eyes, and uh, dark, reddish skin, with some, I'd say, red uh, markings all like his, on his face. His eyes have no pupils; it, they're just completely gray. Uh, like all, <laughs> like all warlocks, actually. That's a common trait of warlocks. Fucking Their eyes can be different colors, but they have no pupils. Currently investigating this this site, correct? Yes, I am. Okay. So, do you want me to roll for that, or yes? Okay. Nineteen. Okay. So that's what your investigation is. But before we get into that, this this paladin has approached you. I'll just. Because I've been sh- keeping everyone back, I'll ask him to step back until we can figure out what the fuck's going on. This is before he takes his hood off, right? Because he said hooded. So. Yeah, yeah. So now he's no. Now, as he said that, then he took off his hood uh, while he was still investigating. And go ahead. What do you say? Okay. Uh, so I take off my hood, and um, I'm trying to get the voice going. You, know, you don't have a voice yet. <laughs> Not so, really. Hey, I told you to. This is why I've been saying for two weeks you need to fake a voice. So practice. You, you took your hood off and turned around? No, I'd take the hood off and you just see me standing there right now. But I would see the horns. Yeah. Yes. Well, you'd see the horns through the hood regardless. So I would immediately pull out one of my swords to prepare myself. Just I'll light my hand. Okay. And then uh, you see Mayor Quibble go, or do you say anything to them before he does... No, say, you can. No, you can do what you want. And then I'll like, say, okay. No, say something, but because it's not you would, an aggressive stance. It's a, like uh, to defend myself. Yeah, we're getting ready because you're a Satan child. Yeah, they've they've taken <laughs> out their weapons. So go ahead. <laughs> Shut up. I'm not gonna. Hey, uh, fine. whatever voice you pick, you have to do through the whole you thing. Can do so get your used to it. Regular voice, not if you really, really want to, it's fine. Just go. It's fine. <laughs> You could make him sound like this. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're staring like I don't care. Whole <laughs> <laughs> stuff. Hey, you can make him sound like this, brother. Oi! What are you in there? This can make a this can make a three and a half hour episode. Yeah. Cut down for like twenty minutes. It's hard to do it on spot, man. You got two weeks! <laughs> That's why I was saying in the warehouse, talk to me right now. <laughs> more than that, you have more than two weeks. <laughs> you kept saying I don't need to We talked it. about this in Calgary. It's it's not not a big Cody, do your regular voice. Just do whatever. It's fine. Cares. Nobody cares. At this point, go. Just say something. Or say nothing. If you don't want to say something, <laughs> you'll be your regular old self. Okay, so we, we kill him now. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> like, will you say nothing? Hey, shut <laughs> up. Just let him try. Go. <laughs> Hold steady there. I will not hurt you. I, I'll um, just say, um, the being on the tree is a friend. What is your intention? I'm here for it. What is it? It on the tree. Our companion? Yes. Why do you have any interest in our companion? Because by the looks of it, I know who did it. 
Gandalf's lies, he's probably trying to do some sort of ritual. And let me now tell you what you recovered from your investigation, which is a hell of a lot more than all of them did combined because they rolled so low. <laughs> <laughs> I know all that guy information <laughs> so far. Yeah, yeah, by talking to an animal, which I was can't, created. I can't get that information. Uh, you, you, while investigating, this was definitely the work of a child of Hadar, and you know that this was the work specific, and you can tell by the positions of the corpse and the way that it is, in your mind, you could tell that this was a pattern that exactly matches up with the pattern of Yishtun, the being of a thousand faces. Okay. Yishtun. Okay, so. You don't want to tell them? <laughs> oh, okay, okay, no, it's fine. No, I'm no, just no, letting no, you know, this is what you figured out. So right now they're saying, that, you know, if you wanted to impress them. He's doing a ritual! He's telling them. He's a, yeah, because he has no other choice but to assume you're a demon. He's being quite racist, but if you want, I guess he's racist. That's what his kind does. You hate demons. Wow. I mean, so do I. We you don't like tree- darkness. No, but he's a tiefling. But anyways. Darkness causes dead trees. It's- <laughs> 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 it saddens us. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Logic is sound. Yeah. Eritol, what are you doing right now, by the way? And, uh, you guys, th- these two got their sword and their fire out. Might I add, because those two are in front of him. I never said where I was. Yeah, well, what are you doing? So Belrun actually goes behind him. Okay. Little does he know. Okay, so yeah. you're standing behind him. So I'm standing behind him with Flanking my crossbow his. at his head. Wow. Uh, Aratol would see him unhood himself and notice that it's a similar, like he's, he's seen beings like that before. Quite common where you're from. Like, yeah. As very, common as elves in this world. Yeah. And he makes no other note of it. Just kind of thinks to himself, like, hey, maybe this person came from, like, in, in his head, he's like, I wonder if this, uh, being is from my world. But he, he doesn't like really make much note. He just notices everyone else kind of like getting aggressive and he's like <laughs> T- Tieflings are, are kind of rare here, that's why. But I'll notice that um like when he turns around, like he, he's obviously a warlock and due to the tenuous pact mm. between the Dragon Garden warlocks, I'll put my sword away so that he doesn't take it as aggression. Mm-hmm. And um tell everyone else that he is a warlock and that um warlocks as of recently have been trying to make amends for all the dark shit that warlocks have done in the past and this is not what they trained you to expect was somebody being nice to you you were always told chances are you'll go out there and everybody will try to kill you because they don't understand that but he seems to understand that you're just trying to help <laughs> well it it makes sense in a way because mm-hmm. My orders are to not attack warlocks on sight, which normally I would fucking be hilt deep in his fucking gut right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you actually hit. <laughs> hey, hey. This uh, is what you do. New character. He's you. New you character doesn't know yeah, that. This is this is out of character. You only insult people who help you. I don't understand it. Okay, anyways. <laughs> this is out of character. Do you want to throw all that away, right, Connor? <laughs> yeah, continue. So I, I would have re- relayed that information to the... Yeah, yeah, no, you did in character, well. so... Uh, do you put your flame away or no? Nope. Oh, wow. You I put keep your... it up and I simply just look at you and say, they weren't trying to be good when they helped burn down my village. Village? What village? The village of Mandara. Mandara? Never heard of it. Hmm. Have you heard of it? No? No, I haven't heard of it. Who the fuck are you speaking to? 
the mayor quibble just sort of steps up and he's just like, Oh, well, what's, uh, what's going on here? Phileas, uh, why are you being so aggressive towards this man? Of, of, is, is there a problem? Three of them who looked very much like this one helped burn down my village. Look like him? You mean tieflings? You mean a cobbler? 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 It's a cobbler. I just who's beside me other than him? Like, is any? I'm not really beside. We're no. just all like just well, beside. I'm, you like, you hear behind you. Behind you. You hear a behind your head. I, as be, there is a crossbow almost, pointed directly like, at you. I'd be. You'd be here. I'd be here. <laughs> and like. And yeah, they're sort of surrounding you at this point. Your hands are just sort of up like... So what did you call it, sorry? Quablar. Quablar? Quablar. Quablar. So, so he turns towards uh, the wizard, Eritol. Yeah, like, Quablar. And then turns to you. Is this, is this one insane? Where's the Quablar? No? Not insane? I'm from another world. You're insane, aren't you? He is insane, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Who are you talking to? (laughs) I'm talking to him. Right here. Valron just clicks his crossbow and be like, you need to stop talking for one moment. Please. And again, Mr. Mayor Kobel says, Valron, hey, my drinking buddy, listen. You can put your crossbow away. Clearly this man is just here to help. If he says he's here to help, then... And uh, you trust everybody that comes here? I trusted you. And all of you, uh, when you came here? I believe we brought you the head for your town, so... We also saved your town I from... Know you are all the heroes of Preston, and I, and I completely trust in you to investigate your friend's murder, but is it not possible that perhaps he knows something? Well, that's what we're trying to get to here. <laughs> if he can eventually but spell out the words from his mouth. But if he won't stop talking <laughs> for one second, the one time... Maybe if he spoke... <laughs> Instead of in riddles, in plain English towards all of you, in plain common towards all of you. Mayor Quibble? Yes. I believe we met last night at the bar. I, uh, as you were leaving, someone tried to mug you and uh, take the town's treasury. I, the I, treasury? I managed, oh, oh, I can't find it! Oh. I managed to stop them, and I have uh, retrieved the treasury. Goodness, you retrieved the treasury for me. Uh, you're going to have to roll a, a deception check to see if you actually trick me or if I don't believe you. <laughs> he says, somebody tried to mug... You rolled a one. So, somebody tried to mug me, you say? Something of that sort. But that's not possible. I went directly from the bar. In fact, now that I remember... Yes... I believe the last time I felt it in my pocket was when I was talking to you! Matt, couple that's all there, just take it. (laughs) No, you... You took it from me! You you stole the treasury! You put it on the table and then left. And and then you left without it. He kept it in good keeping for you. You are all, the the three of you and your dead friend are the heroes of Preston. This man I didn't know till last night and now my treasury is gone. You can ask Belron. You left it on the table. You had quite a lot to drink. I should have you thrown into the stockades. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. take the bag. Oh, just take the money. Alright. He didn't do anything wrong. Okay, let's deal with this situation right here. As and he grabs the money from you and he says, I'll let you, all of you, deal with this. But 
This, this will not be forgotten. Eratol, I remember your name. And he walks away with the money. <laughs> I pick one. <laughs> like a penguin because he's super fat. Anyways. So, uh, all that happened. <laughs> so remember, you investigated that. You haven't said anything yet. But yeah. You're also being accused of burning down my village. Yeah, yeah they're, they're about to kill you. I'm, I'm not. Well, no, I mean, Aerotol's not being hostile. So, uh, Amon would point at would point at the tree and be like, "That's done by Yushlin." What? Yushlin. You know, little boy about yay big. Likes to do a thousand tentacles, a thousand faces. You know, Yushlin. 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 Well, I don't, I don't, I don't fucking know. I wasn't actually Yushlin here. is the boy. Yes. Yeah, you were in that room, but I wasn't actually here. My character was. No, but you do now. So now you know. Michelin? Yes. Apparently he was in prison, but somehow escaped. The boy with the black eyes. Where I was in prison. Sounds familiar, yes. It was across from me. I told you guys not to mess with him, and uh, we did. The one who probed my mind. Yes. The one I struck a deal with. Let's not Wait, what? You struck a deal with him? What? You did what now? Yeah. Why? Uh, it was a good idea at the time. It's never a good idea. But it's definitely a good idea. What's a child hater? I don't know what the, what what is a child of hater. The devourer. What? I, I I don't know. He doesn't know what the devourer is. Why does he keep talking to me? <laughs> no, I'm talking to like. No, I'm trying to say it in character. He just said that in right character. Behind you. <laughs> he just said that. So what do you clearly, mean? this one's the one that's insane. Oh boy. Wait, there's someone behind me. What? <laughs> Bellerin, what do you do? Ah, uh, Balrun just takes a deep breath and be like, where is my liquor? <laughs> right here. Oh, thanks. So he's explained to you that uh, this the name of the child, which you guys have never heard before, Yishten, and he said that. Does anybody want to do anything? I still think he burned my bitch. He not say anything, I said... He looks like the, he looks like one of the he ones. He said he said he doesn't burn villages. He said nobody would burn villages. I even told you I don't know what that. You're town just is. being prejudiced because it's Cody. No, That's I'm what you're doing. I'm sorry. Look at that smile on your face. Sakabo. Okay. Okay. No. We haven't done my backstory. Try yet. to. It, Therefore, you, would you like to do a check to try to convince him? I will do a persuasion on Phileas to persuade him that it wasn't me that burned down his village. Okay. Fourteen. You know, if you rolled a one, I was just I was just seeing if you were going to roll a one. If you rolled a one, you were not going to persuade him no matter what he wanted, no matter what you wanted. Yeah. But now I'm going to give you an opportunity if you can actually persuade him using your words with your mouth and sentences that are all in a row. <laughs> I've been talking this entire time. Okay, all right, that's true. Go ahead. I know, it's, it's surprising. <laughs> He's been doing a good job, too. Yeah, he I has. No, he has. He actually has. That's yeah. why I'm trying to silence him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Go ahead. I did not... I did not burned down any village. I've been, I've been in a desert this entire time. I'm watching you, Tiefling. What did you call him? Tiefling? Tief- is it it's Tiefling. Tiefling, it's tiefling but you said Tiefling, okay, like that's fine. a racial term. Oh. <laughs> no, I thought it was Tiefling. they're all okay. thieves. <laughs> you seem to know a lot about this thing. Yes. I'll be watching you very co- closely, Tiefling. I don't like the sense of that. best you'll get from me for now. And stepping, <laughs> and then finally stepping. I'll forth. put away the flame. Okay, and stepping forth comes uh, Princess Oriana to her side, Lord Dell. 
And uh, she immediately says, what is the commotion? And she looks up, and she sees Emerald. She goes, oh, no. What happened? What happened here? Ishtun. Ishtun? Ishtun. Yes, this, this, this thing. It's Corbord said something about Ishtun. Ishtun. What is Ishtun? Uh, child of Hadar. What is Hadar? Hadar. And she knows what Hadar is. Hadar the Devourer. What, so, what did, why do you guys keep saying the Devourer? And, and the princess looks and goes, Listen, how do you know this for sure? How do you know this? Because I've studied them. You've studied them? I was sent here to eradicate one of them or imprison it. And she looks, she looks at your eyes. She says, Are you a warlock? Good guess, yes. And what is, what is your name? I am Amon. Amon. I am Princess Oriana. That's not the sentence I wanted to say when you came in, hon. <laughs> the secret's out, Adam. The secret's out. I am Princess Oriana. Hi. Love you. I know of the children of Hadar. They're apparently little. They're from a dark realm beyond the great void. But I thought they were just a myth. You're saying that one came here? Where, where, where did it come from? I don't know, but... And then a mom points at a tree. But that kind of proves he's here. Oh, and she looks up. She's just like, this is a sad day. We so, have seen him. I may have struck a deal with him. Which he shouldn't have, but he did. Well, it's a good idea at the time. <laughs> it brought my niece back to life. Wait, what? It brought my niece back to life. Where's that she now? That would startle you. That yeah, I am startled. Where's she now? In the tavern. Okay. Why? Uh, that's not a good thing that she's back to life. Why? It was done by one of the child's Hadar. That's never a good sign. She seems to be fine. Okay. <laughs> There's still a crossbow at your head because he's the only one who hasn't pulled it. What happened? I know. Uh, it's never really happened before, but it can't be anything good. Uh, from my teachings as a child, uh, the children of Hadar are manifestations of emotion. They want to infiltrate our world, but again, I just thought they were a myth. Warlocks apparently know much more about them, um, but if, if you, you never mentioned him. What, where did you see him? The mines? In the mines. In the mines. Huh. You should probably have your niece checked out by this warlock. They're, they're the ones who would be able to tell if she has been corrupted in any way. I'd be with her the entire time. That's fine. Sounds like a good idea, I think, at the time. Is this thing still in the area? Not to my knowledge. Do you, I can't. The owl did tell you that. It floated away. It it left. Yeah. It floated away. Yeah. Okay. Does the quabbler know? The what? Oh. Meh! <laughs> the mayor stormed away. away. I thought he stormed away. He stormed away angry because he rolled once. So, <laughs> anyone do we know it's around? Uh, no, just uh, Lord Dell and uh, Princess Oriana. Everyone else gone? Yep. I've rolled a lot of ones. I, I now realize that. <laughs> yeah, you rolled them at the worst time. I know it. It's, it was yeah. a good idea at the time. That's why I keep saying that because I rolled a one. Yeah. To, to make a deal. Can I? Can I use that? Uh, Themology thingy again, yeah, and boom my voice and call Myra to us. Uh, sure. Before you, or do does that. she have the telepathic thing like I do? 
She doesn't have a, you can't speak to her telepathically unless she's an animal form you use talking to animals. Anyway, so uh, uh, she says, well, I'm going to go back. We have to prepare for our departure today. I know that your friend is dead. This mission is far too important. We can't delay, she says. So perhaps somebody should get him down from there. You know the corpse up there that you... <laughs> of your friend who's dead? We will need a few moments. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. And she turns around. Are you heading back to the tavern? Yes. Could you ta- ask Myra to come join us, please? Uh, My niece? That seems little... like a lot of steps. Why don't you just come with me? <laughs> Can I miss this con- Fine, I will go with her. Okay. <laughs> I disappear. Would you like to follow? Sure. Okay. Isn't he still investigating? He already investigated, oh, okay. and he learned everything Fine. that he could. He didn't really explain it much to you guys. Are you also following? About the ritualistic you know, you never pattern said anything that you saw, to me. the reason why you knew it was Yushin. For the matter of fact, he just walked away that. with the crossbow at his head. Are you following or no? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Sorry, you didn't go back with me. I'm not, gonna, I'm not just going to so, follow someone. Before you want to go, though, you do feel crossbow pushing up against the back of your head. Uh, Bellerin, uh, what have you been doing this whole time? I've literally just been sitting there. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. With crossbow <laughs> Okay, well, he wants to leave now and go to the inn. Uh, Why? What's at the inn? Myra. Why he's do com- we care about He's coming her? to check out Myra. Why? To see if she is, um, you know, going to lose her dramatic powers. And that's a concern to me. Why? Because you are supposed to be my friend! (laughs) (laughs) I am your only friend around here right now! (laughs) Sorry, I'm bitter. I have a crossbow. Not bad. And you have no money, therefore I got money and I will buy I did have money until someone gave some money back. You you know what? You know what I did. Yeah, well, you know. I know that you have a quick trigger finger, but... Maybe maybe we should just let this one slap for now. I'll, I'll find you something else to shoot, like that owl. Ooh, go find that owl. That might be fun. No, get another ration out of that one. Definitely. So, are you saying all this while the crossbow's still against his head, or are you gonna pull it away? <laughs> I'll slowly pull down my crossbow mm-hmm. and disarm it okay. in hopes that something good will happen later. Okay. All right. So you pull away your crossbow. You no longer feel the danger of a crossbow at the back of your neck. Uh, so Amon, Phileas, Princess Oriana, and Lord Dell head towards the end. What are you going to do, Iskander? Are you coming to Baron or no? I'm going to try to get Emerald out of the tree. Okay. So I'll say that that's mm. what you're doing for now. Aratol, would you like to assist him? Yes. I'll okay. use, well, no, obviously I'm going to be... So those, those, those two are stepping away. Belrin, what would you like to do? Hmm, I don't know. One, one do? group is leaving back to the inn. The other group is, uh, the other two are going to try to take Emerald down. What would you like to do? Are you going to do physical work, or are you going to just walk with us and just stand guard? There's, there's, there's Wait, alcohol. We're, we're going back to the inn? Yes. Ah, I need a drink to wake me up from all this. <laughs> I shall, uh... Follow you. I mean, too. unless somebody wishes to point out that he is a ranger and climbs trees is for a living type of thing. Just saying, but <laughs> okay. So you can just bought loot on the body. That's <laughs> yeah, just a, that's too much effort <laughs> on my part. Uh, okay, so you two stay. I'm gonna say that I'm just gonna overview this. We're back, Iskander. I need to go get her checked out. I'm gonna overview this just quickly, Iskander. You do your best trying to climb up and grab the well, little bits and pieces. You're going to use mage. Yeah, hands. I was, I was going to say, Iskander, if you can find something to 
properly hold the remains of. Uh, I was going to look around for like a ladder or something I could use to climb. Yeah, you find one. Than... <laughs> you find one by one of the houses that are rather close. <clears throat> yeah. Then I'd use the ladder to climb up and kind of like, I guess, pass the body parts down to Aerotol. Okay. And Aerotol would... Well, I was going to say you don't need to because with magic, just I can literally grab everything mm-hmm. in that tree, like within range. Okay, so Aerotol so grabbing the pieces and yanking them out of the branches <laughs> of Emerald's daughter. He's grabbing the, ar- the arms, the legs, the torso, and the head, and he's uh, bringing them down and handing them to you, and you're taking them off the ladder. Are you going to perhaps dig a grave during this time, too? Yeah. Okay. And you start digging a grave, and Aretel's helping you as well, and you two are sort of bonding. Yeah. The rest of you have entered the inn, and uh, there sits Myra just sitting at the bar eating some breakfast that Aurora has made for her. She says, Uncle, you're here. Yes, my dear. What's, uh, who is this person? And she looks over at this tiefling. Hi. Hi. Do you remember in the mines how, you know, that we brought you back? Yes, the tree gods, you said. You said it was the tree gods that brought me back to life. Aretal assured me of that as well. Tree gods? Yes. What tree gods? The tree gods to which we worship. You. (laughs) Me what? Yeah, well, oh. Well, as my uncle told me, you see, I, I had died. But then, he prayed to the tree gods, and their magic brought me back to life by miracle. So, Amal will just look at Phileas and, like, turn his head and be like, Tiefling? Why? Do your duty, please. <laughs> she says, uh, well, but... He will be checking you out to make sure I don't you want know. him to touch me. I am here to protect you, my dear. <laughs> he needs to make sure there was no... Side effects to the bringing of you back. From the tree gods? What side effects could there be? That I'm a more powerful druid than you? You never know what could happen. <laughs> what would, uh, describe physically what you're going to do. Well, I was going to ask, like, what kind of, if I did roll for something, what would you want me to roll? Like, you my spell casting is crystal. tell me but... what you, you, that up. you have to make it up. You can tell me. This is creativity. make-believe world. Yeah, D&D 101. Oh, well, I guess I would just roll a... Mm. We're going to burn down that tree. Well, yeah, we're going to burn down the tree. You're going to make him I cry wanna again. I want to do two. I want to do Arcana and History. You can sort of... Okay, you're or so you, you want me to mix the two. But you're doing that on her to figure out what? To figure out, like... What would History have to do with it? Through, uh, like, uh, what... Bringing her back to life would, uh, in the past... Because it would have happened in the past, too, because they're, like, thousands of billions of years old, so... Like, you're trying to figure out what type of ritual it was. Yes. Okay, go ahead. So, I guess I'll do our arcana check first. Yep. Is that a 13? 13, yeah. Yep, 19. Uh, so, overall, you would... Uh, so, describe physically what you're doing. Uh, I'd probably... Just uh, because I'd pull out my black book. Okay, and you guys see in... Scander's not there, never mind, you wouldn't be so scared of this, but he's holding a pure black book that has uh, glowing violet incantations all over it. It looks quite evil, this book that he just takes out. Does it bug you at all? Because allowing him I'm to... watching very okay. closely. Okay, and she sort of looks startled, and she goes, what's that? 
It's my grimoire. Grimoire? Yes. He knows the difference between a tome and a grimoire. <laughs> Finally, after all these years, Billy. I was waiting for you to say something, actually. <laughs> I'm not there. Yeah, he's not there. Anyway, so, and she's like, okay, a tree. I, I don't know why, why you're doing this, but... So I'll take out the book, mm-hmm. and the pages on it will start glowing. Mm-hmm. Then I try to figure out what, uh, what was used to bring her back to life, so... So you wave your hand, maybe? Yeah. You have to do some sort of hand movement. When you use magic in this Well, world. both hands he would probably... The, both hands would wave over the book. Mm-hmm. To, and then it would, like, reveal to me what happened. Okay, what, what's revealed to you is that you feel that her soul is pure and uncorrupted. That she has a strong druidic soul. You would figure that out. But she's extremely strong. Much stronger than the feeling you get from him. Uh, but you would feel like her soul wants to leave but is being held into her body. It's almost like it's not supposed to be there, but it's being held there by a dark force. But it's not supposed to be there. She should be dead, but she's not dead. But okay. her soul, it's not corrupted. So her soul's like trying to yeah, leave, yeah, yeah. but her body won't let it. Yeah. Or this magic. This yeah. Some sort of magic is... It, magic of Hadar, it's definitely magic that you detect is coming from the plane of Hadar. Mm-hmm. And it's holding her soul in her body. But she's not corrupted. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I sense magic here that, uh, it's holding her soul here. Yeah. Have you got your findings, Warlock? The book tells me that, uh... If so, we will discuss it out of the room. Why out of the room? What? What findings? Tell me. Hey. Tell me. What did you find on me? That, uh, there's a little bit of dark magic here. She sort of goes pale. Dark magic? Yes. Why is there dark magic? Because your soul's not where it's meant to be. It wants out. She immediately looks at you and glares at you with anger. This teenager. I will girl. talk to the tree god to figure out what happened, my dear. Excuse me. You lied to me, didn't you? <laughs> not in its entirety. The tree gods didn't bring me back, did they? That's what this pit in my stomach has been. This feeling that I have. Feeling of escape? Yes! I don't feel. I feel like I just want to go! Warlock? Yes? We will discuss this later. Discuss what? She says, don't worry, you can discuss it now, and she storms off upstairs to her room. Bye! (laughs) (laughs) Belrin, what do you do during this time? You're at the bar. I am at the bar. Oh, okay, sorry. And uh, and Aurora says, Belrin, do you want your free drink for the day? Of course I do. And she lays out a mug of ale for you. Yeah! Yeah. This is the best way to start my mornings. (laughs) (laughs) What did you find? Uh... That Herschel wants to leave her body. Why? Because it's not meant to be there. She was dead, right? Yes. So she's meant to be dead. She is not meant to be dead. She is meant to lead the Mandara. Apparently not. <laughs> Belrin's just sitting back, sipping on his beer, looking uh, at you guys like, oh boy. Eating some snacks, like, yeah. This is, Popcorn. This, is <laughs> this, is, this is theater right here. Ah, entertaining. <laughs> That's all the information that you came across? Uh, the dark magic's keeping her body trapped. Other than that? It's work of Hadar. Or child of Hadar. Is she going to be corrupted? No. Not that I can tell, no. Excellent. 
<laughs> She's so, only bound by dark magic. So you don't care that her her soul is struggling to leave her body. Why I do? Why would he? Because he, he, he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's no point to, She's alive, though. She's back alive. Yeah, just, that's <laughs> honestly, if it were David and any of his nieces and nephews, like that's better than dead. <laughs> that's why he sees it. So. It'd be like an eternal. Torture. I'll go up and talk to her afterwards, and we'll go from there. Yeah, yeah. Let me point out. I like the fact that he hasn't said anything about her being much more powerful than you. Yeah. Maybe on purpose. <laughs> he doesn't want to piss you off. <laughs> Alright, she was... She, was she the, turned into a T-Rex. I think that's just plainly obvious. She, we've always known. She, she is the... Mm-hmm. She is the um, most excelled pupil in all of the history. She's, yeah. she's, she's always has been. But you should also be grateful that he didn't say that to her. So her ego goes... And become even more uncontrollable. So, um... Because she was there as well, Princess Orionis. You have a lot of experience with this. Do you think this thing is gone? Uh, gone for now. <laughs> Would it come back? Considering if these if these heroes are the ones who let it go, would it come back for them? Well, you saw the one on the tree, right? Probably happened to the rest of them. And then Lord Dell says, "Then it's decided. You're going to come with us." Say so what now? You're going to come with us. These heroes are coming with us, and if we are to face something so evil and dark, then we're going to need somebody who knows a thing or two about them. Is the child going to be present there? Do you think we'll come across it? That's what I just said. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of what I just said. Are are you speaking to me right now, or are you speaking to somebody else? Because you seem to be looking at me directly. (laughs) can't seem to tell. Uh, come along. Okay. okay, all right. Well, I am Lord Dell, and her, you can simply call her Oriana. All right. She goes, okay. Uh, so I'm just going to fast forward a few hours, because, or unless there's something you want to do. I wish to uh, talk to Lord Dell. Uh, during, okay, well, they're going to do kind of a montage. Aerotol and Iskander are outside. You guys are preparing Emerald's grave. Is there somewhere in Preston that you can imagine in your head you'd like to bury him? There is a small graveyard there in Preston. Very small. So, um, I guess somewhere just in the graveyard. Okay, so you, you go over to the graveyard. And uh, uh, before, like, as we left here, I would walk back towards where the body would be at the tree. Okay, the body's gone. The body's gone. Would I be seeing them dragging, like, the parts to the grave they, they, they put, they put the, bo- the the different parts into a casket and they've begun they've already dug the hole and they're starting to bury before we actually bury him I want to inspect his body for any like notes yeah go ahead anything useful potions yeah anything we could no, still use we would just sift through that we wouldn't even have to roll for it because no no, no you, you don't have to roll for yeah. it you find uh, since you're the first one you find all of his gold that he had on him which was nothing uh, I just remembered no, he spent okay, it all. 300 or something. No, he spent it all. Oh, yeah. Remember? No, but he got on 300 afterwards. On the ring. Oh, yeah. got remember, got you find course. 300 gold pieces uh, <laughs> on his body. Aerotol's right with you, by the way. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm guessing you're both kind of looking at it. I, I, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> what do you have in your hands? Uh, I, Iskander wouldn't actually give a shit about the gold. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, he, he's looking for, like... Um, Okay, well, you do find gold on his body. You also like, find a twig shaped in the sh- shape of a ring. Uh, you find uh, <laughs> you find a beautiful bottle of <laughs> ancient monk liquor that seems to be over four hundred years old. It's it's 
prime, it's worth <laughs> 500 gold. Okay? And then I guess I'll... No, no, I was going to say I might uh, buy this, but no. And you find a note. And the note says, Dear Iskander, I always loved you. I'm kidding. <laughs> it says, uh, the, the note simply, I'm just going to tell you the overview of the note. It says, Dear Iskander, if you, if, if you ever to find this letter, I must be dead. Uh, and he explains that he actually knew your father. And the reason, and that you two meeting was not by chance. And that you met Imrol because Emerald wanted you to, and he was instructed by your father to keep you safe and to watch over you. And if you want to learn more, and he says, and if you want to know more about your father and uh, who he was and where you came from, uh, you should uh, check in with the shadow monks. Okay? So maybe down the line that's something you want to pursue. What do you take? Hmm? Are you, are you taking the liquor? He, you also have anything else that was on his body. His clothes are mangled. You can't take those. Not that you want them, but his weapons do. Where was the place? The Shadow Monk Monastery. Um, so this would probably shock you. So uh, would you? what would you like to do now? Is that all you were doing? That's all you... Anything of value that you found on this corpse? So I would um, continue putting him into the grave and okay. say a, a short prayer for him. Well, uh, everybody's going to gather... But, uh, so, during this time, you go up, Phileas, you go up and you see Myra. She's very distraught. I want to talk to Lord Del first. She doesn't before want to first. Okay, before that. So, Phileas, you go up and talk to Lord Del. Lord Del looks at you and says, oh, yes, what? We're trying to prepare to leave. The, <laughs> oh, what? What? The, what? The, the, sorry, I, I'm sorry if I seem impatient. It's just the, the caravan that we're getting a ride with. To make our way to Wallace, uh, they're not going to wait all day. They're, they're entertainers, and they have a scheduled appointment in the town of Slithermore. We're always ready with, pep- with preparations. Okay. Cool. Awesome. But it would help a lot if you remember the deal that we had before we left. 50% of the money up fr- uh, upon bringing the head, or 50% when we complete the task. This would help with... Uh, Buying supplies. And you're the only one speaking to him, but just to let you know, Belrin is sitting at the bar and he's got big elven ears. Oh, I'm aware. His ears are hear everything you're saying right now. But it's only you two speaking to him. And he says, Oh, right. I forgot about that. And he sort of says, I could give you the money now, but because this was a not funded by the royal family, this expedition... We're kind of low on funds. Could I give you the money later, or do you need it right now? He can give you the money now. Belrin, would you like to say anything? Uh, yeah, I need the money. So Belrin <laughs> turns around at the bar, holding his, his ale, and he says, Yeah, uh, the money would be appreciative right about now. Okay. And he goes into his pocket. How much? 2,500 gold pieces. Here you go, and he reluctantly gives you 2,500 gold. There, you can split that amongst your party, I'm sure. How does this affect your supplies? Well, it's... We have the... That was our emergency fund in case something went awry, and with these, uh... With these halflings while we're traveling with them, without that money, we won't be able to buy any more safe passage. So we just have to hope nothing goes wrong with the... 
with the halflings that we'll be traveling with. They're bards and they're tricky folk. But he says, it's fine, it's fine, take the money. Okay. Are you having a moral dilemma? No. Yes, yes. <laughs> he does. No, he's having he a moral dilemma. Okay, <laughs> if so you, you, if you if you say it will be fine. Yes, we'll make it. I mean we do have some obviously, I mean she is the princess, but her father doesn't know that we're here, so we took what money we could before we left. Um, and uh, he goes back to uh, packing up some, some bags. You see in the corner of the inn as well, the tieflings have packed up all their instruments and they're heading out towards a caravan, which you guys haven't seen yet. But everything that. is sort of going back and forth. And the halflings, not the tieflings. Sorry, the, yeah. So the halflings are bringing their stuff out towards their caravan that you guys can't see yet. So no, I'll go tomorrow. Um, I'll, I'll hold it for now until we're, until we're together. He, he, t- he took the money. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, it, 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 it yeah. will be spit amongst yeah, in a moment. Baron will spit amongst in a moment. We have to have a discussion with Iskander. Who's we? Both of us? You and I oh. and Iskander. All right. Don't worry. You should trust me enough to know it is in safekeeping. Well, you, I do. You, him, and Iskander? Yes. Okay. Me, we have a time with Iskander. Oh, okay. Have to talk with uh, so you, are you two going to head out then? Well, I'm going to go no. quickly and talk to Myra. Myra ignores you. That's okay, what fine. I was just going to tell you. Like, let's ignore it. Okay, Myra's going to go <coughs> with you, or, or you have to decide what you're going to do with her. But well, yeah. she's, she's coming with us in a moment. But. Yeah. So you two walk up. It's about noon now, and you see... And Sorry, what have you been doing? Did you go... I just walk, walked up to them as they're uh, putting him into the grave. Yeah, and these two also walk up, so you're all now standing around this grave as he's being buried and Merle's being buried. And he's saying a prayer? Uh, and you see Iskander is kneeling in front of the makeshift grave, and he is saying a prayer. So you see the Glenda, the herb vendor, she, she, she sort of comes out. She says, Oh, I really like that elf. I did, did you happen to find a book on him, uh, herbs and potions? I did not find any book. Mm. It was kind of expensive. Hoping to get it back, I did give it to him for free. But okay, okay, it's fine. You know, I am the, believe it or not, I am the town uh, priest as well. I do all the ceremonies for the dead. Would you like me to say a few things? <laughs> I suppose. And um, she walks up. She says, "Oh, have you all come here to say goodbye to your friend?" No one says a word. Emerald was so loved. We could say that, I guess. Emerald <laughs> was so loved. Don't you like that, Cody? Mm-hmm. So loved. Loved by the fans. That's it. That's all he She needs. says, uh... <laughs> and she says, uh... Well, I guess I could say a few things. Emerald, we did not know you long. You didn't say very much. In fact, I only had one conversation with you, but you saved my life, and I'm sure he saved other people's lives. And whatever his mission was as confusing and unknown to everybody that it was, (laughs) hopefully in death he feels no unfinished business, and he can rest in peace. Would anybody else like to say anything? Uh... As she says, uh, rest in peace, uh, Amon just, like, snickers a little bit. She just gives you eyes, like, okay. Is this scanner will kind of just 
look to Amon and be like, it's very rude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, she said rest in peace. I found that funny. This is a funeral. Nothing is funny here. But his soul was taken by the child. He will never rest in peace. And she looks at you and goes, I don't know anything about that. His soul is... No, he's at peace, surely. Anybody who dies, they pass on in the world. To child the hate. next life. And unless it's uh, taken by the child hater, then it's an internal uh, darkness and torment. <laughs> but this has become quite a depressing time, then, for all of us. <laughs> uh, would anybody else like to say anything? Did you know the dead? Did you know this person? I knew him from the tree. Oh. <laughs> well, he'll rest in pieces, I know that. Oh, wow. I'll Blatantly just uh, pretend like he doesn't lead. exist. Okay. Like completely fucking ignore him. <laughs> so shake your head. So, <laughs> nothing? Well, despite what the Quadra said, I, I think our friends had enough practice being in silence and meditating that he should be alright. He will now meditate forever. You, uh, elf, with the crossbow and holding, holding the alcohol in your hand. Perhaps this isn't the time to be drinking. There's always a time to drink, you silly, silly lady. <laughs> Belrun wants to, though, <clears throat> grab a giant rock. Okay. Big enough that he can carry. Okay. Just places it on the grave, on top of the body, and goes... Now you shall meditate under a rock for once. <laughs> and just steps back. <laughs> and Phileas, would you like to stand up and say anything? Is that the rock that they're all looking? Okay, I'm gonna say because he's already buried. The rock is now sitting on top of the dirt mm-hmm. where his his body is in a casket underneath. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and that will act as his headstone. Sure. Cool. Um, <laughs> so then, so, so the priest lady's done with her little spiel? Okay. So I say, okay, now we need to make haste. Iskanda. <laughs> you guys just go into the corner. You leave Aerotol and... For a minute, yeah, we need to have a discussion. Without Aerotol too? <laughs> yeah, without Aerotol. You don't like just... the two magic guys. Okay. No, we need, we need to have a discussion. Okay, so say who's having the discussion. Me, Balrun, and, and Iskander. I have received our half payment for the head. 2,500 gold. My opinion is we should probably share it with the, with the wizard. Since he did help us. But if you guys are against it, then he wasn't promised. And knows nothing about it. <laughs> Belron thinks for a minute and goes... That could buy me a lot more liquor if we have one less person. But, you know what? I already thought I was going to lose that It is six. We get 625 gold pieces each if we split it by four. 833 if we split it by three. Let's just split it. (laughs) Shut up. You're not part of the podcast. Okay, so... I hand you your 625, I hand you your 625, 
I put my 625 in my pouch. Well, they went off and had this weird discussion. What you two saying? So, Corblock. Why do you keep going to Corblock? Oh, you're a Corblock. A tiefling. Oh, you're t- is that what they call you in this world? In this, this world, yes. What are you? Tiefling. But you said you were a man. Yes, my name's Amon, but I'm a tiefling. Oh. Anyway, so, are you two done? <laughs> that's, the car, that's our base of our conversation. That's the extent of it. So, uh, so then, we're going to pass. Well, you guys will walk I'll, I'll, I'll quickly walk up to him. Hand, hand him the pouch. Say him. Who's like, who? To Aratol. Okay. Hand him a pouch mm-hmm. and say, here you go, Aratol. This is, uh, we, we have decided to split the reward for the necromancer's head. Uh, by four, and you are welcome to take this portion. And he hands you? 625 gold. Gold. So add that to your inventory. This is, uh... Thank you. Money, of, money is nice. That's going on. I'll throw everyone an additional 75 minus Cody. Okay. So Which you is all his 300... Quite generous. Um, Belrin just takes it, and I'm <coughs> guessing he doesn't even say thank you. He just takes it. This was I em- give a nod. Okay. <laughs> this was emeralds. I, I think he would want us to use emeralds. Mm-hmm. So every, everyone else got an additional seventy-five, but I don't know Cody's character, so I didn't give him any. Okay. And this stone is sitting where his grave is, near the graveyard, but just off of it. Uh, would you guys like to leave anything on the stone or anything before you leave? Do anything to it. Remember, every single little thing you do can have repercussions down the line. Everything. So. Yeah. That's why all I do is throw a stone on his grave. You leave some coins on his grave? Well, I get right. a small like, thing and put emerald and put it on yeah. the stone. Yeah, well, you, you... To mark his grave with his name. I'm going to use uh, Magic Mouth and kind of... It, it inscribes like a message into it. Okay. Um, And then it'll pretty much just say, Here lies Emerald, friend of Iskander. Uh, always <laughs> silent, but always meditating. <laughs> always silent, always meditating is written there. Okay, and uh, that's if he forever have a long rest. <laughs> yeah, and you so the stone uh, emerald's name appears, and it just simply says. I'm not going to say it says Iskander. It just says uh, Iskander chipped in emerald's name, and then you wrote magically, always silent, always meditating on the stone. Okay, that was a big boulder. So you put the stone down. They wrote on it. This guy has completely ignored his existence, <laughs> uh, and. That's it, and then, and then you see three tieflings. There's, here I go again. You see three halflings walk around the corner, and it's the two halflings who were playing Quibbly Don Dibbly in the tavern the first time, and their uh, companion, who is a, another halfling. She has uh, huge blue flamboyant hair, and they sort of look at you, and they're just like, Well, let's go now. We have an appointment to make, and you've all taken far too long. I don't want to stop at a shop. I don't know about you guys. They're like, we gotta get going. It's fine if you want to go stop somewhere. Okay. Yeah. But what does Belrun say? Belrun would say, uh, I just need to make a couple of preparations before we leave. Okay, but remember, the caravan of Low Poe and Lady Snow doesn't wait for everybody, so you better go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then they take off over uh, to the far end of the... Uh, tavern where you guys, the rest of you, I'm well, okay, but you, you guys, when you look over there, you'd see a ginormous two part caravan that's being uh, pulled by six horses, okay. And Joe Morrill is sitting 
at the driver's seat. These guys have hired Joe Morrill to ride for them, okay? But these caravans are huge. They're almost house size. They're two stories. They're huge. And uh, this is the caravan you guys will be taking. Lady Oriana and Lord Dell are already there, and these tieflings are just waiting for you guys. But in the meantime, Bellerin, where did you want to go? I want to go to a shop. Yeah, you go to the... Which one? There's only... A weapon a, shop. A weaponsmith, where you see Mar- uh, Marcus there, and he says, Ah, oh, I remember you. What's up, Bellerin? Oh, hey. What are you after? Uh, I'm just uh, looking for a new bow. A new bow? Yeah. Okay, yeah, we got some in stock. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We only have these bows. I mean, it's it's pretty much identical to the bow you had before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing nothing uh, better than this? I'm afraid not. No, we only have common stock in the, uh, you know, tutorial town made in this campaign. So, that's, uh, this is the best we got. How much? Sorry, he's not Morty. He doesn't break the floor. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all we got. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Would you be willing to trade this wonderful crossbow? Uh, you got a crossbow? I do. Mm, depends on the quality. Well, Let me see yeah, it. Yeah, hand, hand you the crossbow. You just want to do a straight up trade? Yes. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure. You know, I'm on the I'm on the fence. I mean, I could go we, either way. We are. Hmm. We are heroes of Preston. Sure. You are the heroes of Preston, yeah. But I'm not sure. Hmm. I'd like to roll a persuasion. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> as long as that thirteen guy isn't here. Thirteen. I think a straight up trade would be fair here. Very well. Okay. All right. And he and he takes the crossbow from you, and he and he knocks it, and he's like, "Oh, this is so cool." I haven't had a crossbow before. Oh, yeah. It gives, uh, gives you the bow. I uh, I've killed many, many creatures with this. Really? It's uh, very accurate. Mm-hmm. points it and he's all very happy about yes. it. Okay, and are you done? Is that That's all, all you want? want. Okay, and you, you step out of the shop. Anyone else? What kind of bow, though? It's, it, same thing, same thing as I'm last time? No, th- this one is made of oak. Ooh. It's an oak, an oak bow. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So while he was heading over there, I'm going to talk to Glenda. Because I was told that I was told that I can't pay to talk to okay, Glenda. Glenda's, Glenda's got her hand on his on the stone right now. She seems to be saying some sort of incantation upon it. And you walk up. Now I say, Glenda, and yes, Aman, Tiefling. Um, you seem to know a lot about Yushtin, and I was told to come see you. Maybe you know. Do either of you know how to fix this? My face and my body and my scars. Uh, oh, I sense something here. I guess it really wasn't hand. done by Yushin, but... It was not done by no, Yushin. but maybe he'll know. Uh, but he has to do a check if he wants to, and she's going to do a quick check on you. And I'm going to say that uh, she just says, this is old magic. Yes, you've been magically scarred, haven't you? What yes. did this to you? A crystal. Always a crystal. Or an orb. Or some sort of other MacGuffin, you know, that we're... Yeah. Okay, so, uh, perhaps I could do something, uh, but... Uh, just meet me back at my shop quickly before you leave, and she she takes off. Because but... this is all while he's, like, even walking over to the thing. So, I mean, this is in the same time zone. Yeah, yeah. So, as long as it's taking extra time. And do you know anything? I asked you at the same time. This was magically done? I thought it was just your normal face. It didn't seem phased by your face. Doesn't seem to care about it. What you look like. It was magic. Okay. But I guess I'll do a check. <laughs> I guess I'll check it out. I want it fixed. Two. Looks uh, real old to me. 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. He just said what I was going to tell him. So he doesn't detect anything from you. Okay, uh, follow her into her shop. Okay. As you go into her shop, she's over her cauldron. and she, But uh, she pulls away the wall, and she's grabbing at different herbs and stuff. She's gathering them up into a bag. She's like, I can give you the ingredients, but you're going to need to take this somewhere else. I happen to know that you're on your way to Slithermore. My sister is there. Her name is Agatha. If you bring these ingredients to Agatha, her more potent cauldron will be able to make an elixir that should help. It should remove this curse that you have. No, you don't take it just yet. She's like, this, <laughs> these herbs are very rare. It's going to cost you. How much? These herbs are 300 gold. With the discount? This is something very rare. These are very rare herbs. I can't give you a discount. And will this work? I promise you, this would work. It would clear you of this ancient curse. The results can be different for everyone. It's kind of chaotic. This is chaotic magic. That's all I know about it. But if, if anything is going to help you, it would be my sister Agatha. But she doesn't have these herbs. Okay, here's 300 gold. And she takes 300 gold from you. What are uh, you down take, to? I'm down to 723. Oh, you're so, you're so poor. And she I t- take the bag of herbs? Yep. Bag of rare herbs. She's going to uh, then How send you off. How big is bag? I can just put it like, in my Yeah, yeah, if it's, so. if it's, yeah, yeah. Um, and she says uh, you'll have to speak to her sister, Agatha, and Slytherin. Okay? Okay, and then All right. uh, Real quick. Um, she mentioned the book of herbs that Emerald had. Is it, like, in his room or whatever? Would you like to go check yeah. Emerald's quarters? Yeah, in that yeah book just to see if he left anything else. You um, go into Emerald's room, and you uh, do not see anything really in there. Okay. Or, no, you know what? You, fi- you find the book okay. of herbs. Okay, we'll take the book with us. Yeah. And I'm going to just run upstairs and get... Uh, Myra? Myra. Myra, and, Myra, and she wasn't there. She was already in the caravan. Okay. Yeah, she doesn't care. I can double check and you. I put her in there. And you guys enter into this uh, large caravan. Anybody else want to do anything else before you leave? Nope. You might not come back to Preston forever. You might die. Okay. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you might die. And uh, as you're getting in, Mayor Quibble is there and he says, Forever you will all be remembered as the heroes of Preston. I promise you this. Goodbye and good luck. What? Did you get a bottle of booze before the road? And then Aurora comes out of the uh, <laughs> out of the bar and says, Wait, wait, wait! I got some for the road for you. But she oh. only sees Belrin at first. She doesn't see you guys. You guys have already gone into the caravan. And she says, Here, these are for you and all the other guys. And oh. she hands you ten mugs of ale on, on a silver platter. Mm. Okay? Mugs of ale. On a silver platter that is worth a hundred gold pieces, by the way. So here, <laughs> she says, Here. One last one for the road, Belrin. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I gotta say, out of all the people I've ever met, I have never, ever, ever fed somebody so much alcohol. So you, <clears> you <throat> get handed a plate of <laughs> ten mugs of beer. What do you do? Um, I uh, chug one. <laughs> immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Says, Goodbye, Belrin. Hand her the uh, mug. Just be like, here, you can just uh, take this back. I'll wash this, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thank you. Goodbye. That's it. And I'll go up to uh, everybody that's in the caravan and be like, here, everyone, here's uh, nine mugs of liquor. I mean, 
It's all for our travels. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. one to everybody, except for this new guy that we just met on the road. So they're all handed a mug of beer, but not you. Be like, be like, I don't know, she must not have thought of you at the time, being part of us. But you also took one? Yes, I did take one. <laughs> and you all yeah! hold up your drinks and say, yeah, and do cheers. Do you say anything in response you didn't get one? I hold up invisible. Yeah! <laughs> uh, Scanner, do you say anything? Or immoral. Or anything stupid like that? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, and you all cheers. And then, boom, the caravan takes off. Six horses. This thing is flying up the path. And that's where we're going to end this episode. All right, I want to thank everybody for listening to the Stubborn Heroes podcast. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. You can follow us at Stubborn Heroes. You can follow me at Omidius, O-M-I-D-I-I-O-U-S. You can follow Iskander. You can follow me at Iskander the Pal. Do you even know your handle? I don't have one. You do. You've been commenting on Twitter. Just my name, but... I don't go on it. Oh, okay. What? So he should spell his uh, if I've you want. I've commented a few but, times. So okay. That's Iskander the Pal. That's I-S-K-A-N-D-E-R. The Pal. Um, and uh, besides that, we really appreciate all the comments and everything we've been getting from people. Uh, the town of Slithermorn will be affected by some of the things that you've been voting on and some of the characters that you've created on Twitter. So if you have any ideas or anything, you can tweet them out to us and we will definitely put them into the campaign okay no holds barred and whatever crazy ideas you have that's perfectly fine all right so that's it thank you for listening we'll see you next time bye 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 bye